Dangerous Liaisons is a new period drama on stars created by Harriet Warner. On this podcast, we like to review the latest segment of a different series every show. Today, we're reviewing the pilot, Love or War, which came out on Sunday and is set in Paris, 1783, just before the French Revolution. Welcome to our discussion. You're listening to today's episode. I feel like I've just ingested a romance novel. This thing has so much sex. I mean, it felt like a softcore porn. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. It's romanticizing the era. I get it. We're in France. But you have to right? keep in mind, indoor plumbing is not a thing. They're on the brink of war. The streets are disgusting. People didn't bathe back then. They wore these ridiculous wigs that we see getting powdered <laughs> yeah. up all the time. Clothes took 20 minutes to put on and take off and stuff. It's like, I don't understand why... It's always shown in movies and television as like some sort of really sexy thing <laughs> back in the 1700s. But yeah, characters can't keep their hands off one another. There's more kissing than talking. I'm not really? exaggerating Wait, really? about that. With the first 20 minutes, you're just as bound to hear a sentence as you are to hear a smooch. And then they're always professing their love for one another. The dialogue has to be spoken within no more than an inch away from each other's faces. Like literally, they have to be talking almost like breath to breath. I know that the book is a romance novel, but I don't think it's like that romanticized. This was based off of a book that came out in the 1700s. Yeah, I don't even understand how to pronounce the guy's name because I'm not French. It's, it's like, like Pierre Cordelos yeah, good luck. Del Luclos. Yeah, good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is like I started watching this really late at night. And so I got tired super quickly because it was like the same old <laughs> stuff happening. And so I paused it. I went and woke up the next morning and started doing other things. And I was listening to music, tried to pause my music with my headphones, like the double tap on the ear, right? Yeah. And instead of pausing it, I start hearing this like sensual gasping <laughs> and moaning. And I'm like, what ad just popped up? And I start closing <laughs> stuff. And no, it's this in the background. And it's just so much, <laughs> so much just softcore porn. So I'll just jump into the show, right? Yeah. We got Pascal, think the triangle guy, but that, this was actually like a hundred years later. I looked him up. I was like, what are the chances they actually included Pascal's triangle? Like, this is just a young version of him. No. Okay. So that guy was born in the 1600s. This guy is born in the 1700s. He's a map maker and he's in love with this girl named Camille. Mm -hmm. Camille is an escort who loves him back, but she also wishes to escape the slums. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. And in between making out, they discuss leaving. You know, in between making out. Yeah, in between in between sex, in between making Jeez. out, in between okay. uh, professing the love for each other. I know a lot of reviews were pointing out like the sexuality in this show, but I didn't know it was just this constant sexuality, sensuality, any yeah. But he has an apprentice, Pascal does, whose name is Aslan, and she has a friend whose name is Victoire. Aslan, like uh, the Chronicles. Azolan. Oh, Aslan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so Pascal also has a secret though, right? He's not as rich as he puts on. He's not saying that he's like super wealthy or anything, but as a map ma maker, he she believes that he can take her out of the slums, mm -hmm. right? But that's actually, he's a gigolo. <laughs> so on his off time, he's having sex with rich married women, and then he uses them for their money. So he collects their love letters. Literally, this was like, remember how in Hamilton, the letter was used to like, really blackmail him right same deal here like back before social media and we, we had emails and stuff like that letters were the thing that was like gold if you wanted to blackmail someone. so so when he takes the letters he's using it as a form of blackmail yes 
Yeah, he has, and he has a stack of them. Like, not just from one lady, but there's one main lady whose name is Madame Genevieve de Mertois. Mertois. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Genevieve de, Genevieve de Mertois. And if I pronounce that last name wrong, I'm sorry. Okay, but she's like 70 years old and she is in love with him. We see him, we see her in the first scene. She's at an opera. She's very upper class mm -hmm. and uh, she's just preaching her love. However, she has a husband. So, um, yeah, obviously. and she always calls him Valmont, his last name. I mean, it seems like that guy should be making bank if he just has a stack of these Well, the thing letters. is, he's already started to blackmail her because he knows that he wants to escape with Camille and he needs to have that money set. So, she, he's basically said, you have to make me uh, like a duke or a baron or something of high standing. And she's kind of resistant to that idea. And he's saying, well, then I'm just going to send one of these letters to your husband. Mm -hmm. And so there's that going on. But then Camille, we see her storyline. She's ducking her duties as a prostitute. Victoire warns her not to trust Pascal, probably because she senses that there's something ominous about him that he's not telling her, which there is, that's fair. And, uh, but Camille just really doesn't want to do the prostitution thing anymore. And when she does, like people will come up aggressively to her being like, I want to have you right now. And she gets saved by this one guy, uh, this guy named Gabriel. He's the unit of moral discipline. So he's like, sort of like a policeman. So like a love triangle though? That's what no, I'm assuming. Because what happened is like this guy tries to buy her, but like he's really aggressive. She says no. Gabriel comes out of nowhere and he just knocks the guy down. And then she... It takes Gabriel's hand and just like makes out with it like full tongue and then she like puts it back and, he, and then he looks at her with like complete love in his eyes and she runs off right and you're saying it's not a love triangle well she doesn't actually love him she was just grateful that's okay. just her way of showing as I said it's a very sensual show so Camille runs off Gabriel goes away for a while and that's when Pascal decides to visit Camille at her place right and her place is a brothel it's run by Madame Jericho and Madame Jericho is pretty fed up with Camille at this point because she hasn't been bringing in any money. Yeah. So Victoire says, hey, uh, Camille, you got to get Pascal to pay something. And so she does. And he's like, well, it's in my bag. She goes to his bag, fishes out the letters, or at least one or two of the letters. And then she's like, oh, my God. She has this revelation. It's like, oh, my God, I'm not the only girl in this life. Right. And she starts freaking out. And he comes clean to her about blackmailing Genevieve. And he says, okay, I don't have the money that I said I did. And uh, this is the way that I'm going to get it. I, we live in the real world. It's stuff like this happens and, and I'm sorry for it. And she's like, okay. She, at first, she's not having it. But then she's, she's convinced because it's, it's a decent argument. And, uh, and she has him burn the letters. And that's where it becomes like you can either have love or war. Well, that my, was the question. That's the whole name of the episode. It so. just seems like the characters, and I kind of read this, are purposefully unlikable. Hmm. Well, before you can determine whether they're likable or not, we have to get to the end of the episode because they end up in completely different places than they are right now. Right now, they're still in love. And uh, and Pascal's really listened to her. He says, OK, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be a gigolo. I'm not going to uh, put these women in because what he's doing is he's just hurting them, mm -hmm. basically. And he's forcing them to have to do something for him, even though they are betraying their wedding vows or whatever. So. Pascal swears off doing it. He burns some of the letters. He still has a bunch, though, and he tells her about that. He's like, and Victoire, uh, she's eavesdropping. Mm -hmm. And so she immediately goes to the map-making place that he or that he works at and steals the letters. So she has okay. all of them at her disposal. It seems right? like things are happening, though. Like, yeah, it seems like yeah, yeah. the first 20 minutes are all sex. But after that, it does start to move along with the story. And that's when Pascal, he realizes because he can't rely on the money that he was getting through blackmail, he has to go visit his stepmother. And his stepmother, who married his father when his mom died, also got all the money in the family. So he was from a rich family. 
but that's who it was bequeathed to. So he's like, okay, um, Ondine is her name. Uh, please give me just a little bit. I'll go away forever. You won't ever see me again. We'll be out of each other's lives. And she's like, fuck you. No, <laughs> this is all for my son. This whole place is for my son. And there's a little bit of resentment there or a lot of bit of resentment there. You can tell that she had to put a lot into her marriage, like, I guess, sexually right. to um, appease the why, father. Why wouldn't the father leave a little bit for uh, for? Well, it son? does seem like she's been a little nefarious in how she like vilified uh, Pascal. Because, yeah, he probably deserved more than what he got. Um, so, anyways, he can't go that route. And so he's about to run off with Camille, and he has no money. And it's a rainy night. But Camille kind of burns her bridges, too, at the brothel. Because Victoire and her are about to leave when, guess who shows up? Gabriel from earlier. He's found <laughs> her, and now he's obsessed with her. He wants Jeez. to have her. He's paid for her. And when she says, no, 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 I got to go. Here's your money back. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not just some guy. You know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's so the guy wait. who saved her before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but don't but, make out with people's hands because that will make them obsessed with you. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's like that's the, the only story. form of contact that they've had, right? And suddenly yeah. now he's and just... then it became it becomes a knife game because Victoire tries to save her with a knife, but then <laughs> of course Gabriel uh, he disarms her with the knife, and then guess who gets the knife next? Camille gets the knife, <laughs> and then they force him outside. And just as they're leaving, he's breaking the window to get out, and so he's going to come back later in another episode, but not this episode. He's done for now. <laughs> they run. <laughs> They run into the alley uh, where they were supposed to meet Pascal. It's super rainy. Everybody's getting soaked. And uh, and Camille's like, let's just wait for him. He's probably in an accident or something. But Pascal has received a letter from a different woman. I think her name is Florence. And she had promised to give him some gift if he showed up. And so he needs money. And so that's what he's, he has to do that first. So he gets all powdered up. He runs over there. He has sex with her. He gets his <laughs> gift. But by the time he comes back, um, uh, Victoire has already shared the other letters. And the only thing that um, Pascal had left off of his explanation is that there were more women. Than so he, even more. Because you already said that he... that uh, I said that he had more letters. But I don't think he told her that there were more women. And when she started reading the letters, oh, okay. that's when it really sunk into her that this guy is just an asshole and that, she had, and that he's not going to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. But in reality, he is going to show up. In reality, she is the one that he loves. But um, she doesn't know that. So what does she do? She takes the letters and she goes to Genevieve's place. And yeah. she's like, OK, look, I've got these letters here and I'm not going to blackmail you. I promise I'm not going to blackmail you. And Genevieve's like, you're going to blackmail, blackmail me. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and she's like, no, all I, I just want to stand up for women. I'm tired of this asshole getting away with everything. And I'm going to get rid of these letters. Uh, but you have to adopt me. And like, you have to adopt me. Basically, like, you know how she's, Genevieve is in such a high standing. Right. She basically has to take her in and, like, mold her as mm -hmm. as just one of her, like, a friends of a family type thing. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it before. The only thing is that as the audience person, like, you're like, well, that's blackmail. Yeah. You're, you're just doing a different version of it. You're doing a lighter version of it because um, what Pascal wanted was much more elevated. You want more money for it. But that's just another version of blackmail, what you're doing. So don't don't act above it. Um, but but Genevieve is OK with that idea. So, he, wait, so she's OK? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's asking for less and she's accepting of those terms. Also, it feels like like there's a bond between them. They both feel very betrayed by Valmont. Um, the, the only thing is that they keep on both having flashes of like having sex with him as if it was this amazing thing that they will never be able to let go of. <laughs> <laughs> We're near the ending at this point. Pascal shows up at the meeting place. 
that was super rainy. He's literally ripped off his wig. He is ready to go. So I feel a little bad for him that Victoire was able to convince Camille so hard on the fact that Pascal's just this douchebag because clearly he had, but I don't know where Azalon went. Like Azalon was supposed <laughs> to be there too. Why didn't he meet them at the meeting place and explain everything and say, no, he's on his way. That would have solved everything. But that guy just, maybe he like welched on his duty or maybe he just was never told the meeting place. <laughs> I don't know. So Pascal, he, he doesn't know what to make of anything. Camille, for the next few days, she's getting a new wardrobe. She's getting a new makeover. They're basically teaching her to be high society. Um, she hints at the fact that she used to be high society, but we don't know what that's supposed to mean yet. Mm -hmm. Also, Victoire is able to stay, even though she's black. Um, she has to be like the servant. But originally, Genevieve's like, no, she has to leave. She has to get out of here. She can't be part of this. And it's like, no, well, I still have those letters. And it's like, more blackmail. <laughs> that's blackmail. Anyways, so it ends with Pascal, since he doesn't know where Camille is, going back to Genevieve to continue the blackmail because he has no other thing that he can do. And he says, hey, so uh, I still got those letters and um, you have to give me some level of position that I want. And she says, absolutely not. She calls his bluff. She says, you go ahead and send those letters because she knows obviously that he doesn't yeah, have yeah, them. Right. And he didn't know he didn't have them. He runs back to the math <laughs> place. He hasn't checked this whole time. And then he figures out like the only person who could have told her about the letters and everything or where they were was uh, Camille. So that's the clue. So it okay. ends with him giving this ominous kind of like one of us is going to destroy the other type vibes but also they camille and genevieve are at the opera together just as it started but this time they're they're hanging out and uh we hear this italian uh singer just begin her song and that's the full episode wow. i did omit some of the uh like smaller characters like there's this person named rose who works at the brothel and kind of just lets camille go even though she kind of didn't want to at first but other than that yeah i think we've kind of gone over everything there's some pyrotechnics like what's weird to me is that back in the past what i was led to believe is that because it was really really dark most places because there weren't there wasn't electricity right you literally had lanterns and that was about it but in so in the 1700s it was weird to see a nightlife going on with so many lit lit up places and, and the pyrotechnics <laughs> going like i guess that was the one way to explain it and they're in paris so it's a bigger city but uh yeah other than that uh, that's all I have to say. Well, you've been to Prague before, right? I've been to Prague. Did you notice any places? Because they did shoot this in the Czech Republic, Prague. This was a conscious decision because Colin Callender, he was the showrunner and executive producer for the show. He said that actually, if they were to shoot it in France, it doesn't really have yeah, it doesn't the have 1700s. the old European look, right? And so they were. No, like, it makes a lot of sense, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful city. It feels like the costuming is overbearing. Like it's it's hooked the Gilded Age, which was already being uh, kind of criticized for the amount of foo foo that yeah. it put into it. And it said, "That's nothing. We you got <laughs> nothing on us because the hairstyles, everything, it's just yes. so much bigger and more extravagant." But the city look and all, all what you're talking about now that makes a lot of sense because yeah, you have the cobblestone, you got the old looking buildings, and it, it's a, it's a beautiful setting to have in the background. But most of the scenes, especially the sex scenes are all indoors. It's so seemed, it's not as much about the prog. Seemed like the main goal of this show was to just make it not boring. Like I saw so many interviews where they were talking about the costumes and wardrobes that you're talking about and they their one main thing that they wanted to do was just not make it boring. So kind of the over the top costumes that you saw I assume. I, I, we're, so we're, we're supposed to get lost in those? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. And it, it, actually, Harriet Warner, she is the creator for the show. 
she worked on last time tell me your secrets the lily rave homish link later show that we did yeah it's the last thing that she produced and created and she created that as well yes yeah and so calling calendar who has a huge history of tv shows literally on his wikipedia page there's a full section just dedicated to hbo uh, television films they worked on dating all the way back to 1988 he worked on 61 into the storm and temple grand and just to name like a few there's like over 40 he also worked on miniseries like john adams the pacific the spanish princess and he even did a game show well back the spanish in the princess day. it makes sense because it's also stars and it's also have period drama and stars loves to do their period dramas the thing that surprises me is that now that you're talking about the production and how they have people who have tons of experience the cast seems relatively new i did not recognize anyone from the cast really. yeah alice englert i think is the one that probably has is the most recognizable she's she, the main yeah she was a titular character Camille, right yeah, she was named after the titular character uh, Rosa and Ginger and Rosa, and she was also in the film Beautiful Creatures. But yeah, no, I think that they took a lot of the cast, and they haven't really been in that much stuff before. But that's what makes me think also with the content of the first, again, 20s, where it just feels like the writing isn't there. It's more just about the love storyline, how I thought maybe this was just sort of a cheaper show. Yes, yeah. So the situation is this story ever since it came out in the 1700s, has been redone so many times in so many different medias. There was a famous 1988 film starring Glenn Close, John Malkovich, Michelle Pfeiffer, Peter Capaldi, and Keanu Reeves. Uh, and it was nominated for seven Oscars, has like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.6 on IMDb, but that is one out of a ton of different films. You had like a ton of plays just based off of that story. Yeah, I've heard of D Dangerous Liaisons. Yeah. I always thought it was like a cop drama. Because I thought it was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think to compare it to something like Casanova or any of these like maybe Bridgerton type things, you know, where it's just about more the love story. I mean, yeah, but like, but, but the thing is, it's like a Prince and the Popper. That's the more, that's the more telling story, I would think here. The fact that Camille is now being embraced by high society and what that means for her. But if it goes back to just being about her and um, Pascal then I, I don't know if, this, if that show's going to be very good. Well, the thing is, is that, like, it's been redone in so many different TV shows. There's a South Korean version, and there's been multiple operas. There's a Slavic version as well. Slavic. Slavic version as well. And the thing is, is that they wanted to not actually do that story, so they decided this is supposed to be more a prelogue to Dangerous Liaisons. It's actually not based on the story yet. So I'm sure that there was, like, a lot of references to the actual story itself. What happened was Harriet Warner got a call from calling calendar i think like in 2019 after uh even bbc was attached to this for a little while before they ended up dropping out and he yeah was like, i saw that in the wikipedia page was that it's been in development for 10 years yeah no that's the, crazy long time and and so harriet warner she had already read the story but she reread it and she uh pointed out one particular part that she really liked it was like a part where a character writes a letter and she identified it as letter 81 and she took that because it was just about women and how they kind of have to live in a man's world yeah there does seem to be a message of like there's a fairly strong rebuke against the patriarchy in this show the amount of times they're going after uh pascal for what he's done and just like lambasting the guy and just bonding over like women aren't supposed to uh, ever fall for a man like if you, as soon as you do that you're vulnerable and it's like yeah so there's definitely a targeted 
Um, I don't want to call it a feminist message because it seems even way hard, harder than that or harsher than that. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I think a feminist message is an okay thing, though, because that's what I think the creators were kind of going for. The, yeah, but you don't want to call it, like, you don't want to connect feminism with man-hating. And this show did veer into, like, <laughs> we hate men <laughs> a little bit. I know that, like, the head apartment, they're really happy to get someone named David Roger, who literally just specializes in straight-up period dramas. Uh, Harriet Warner even talked about the fact that, like, he's done a lot of operas, and that's kind of what this show was trying to do, just without the music. Well, there's an opera at the beginning. There's an opera at the end, so yeah, there's an opera. It, uh, it has a. It, what would you give it out of ten? I would probably give it a four. The first four. twenty minutes are really hard, really hard to get through, and it's not just because I was tired. It's just because it takes a while to get to the story, and up until then, you have to have that patience that no one is going to have in their right mind unless they love romance novels. If you're a romance novel reader, this is right up your alley. I know that they filmed it in May of 2021 and that they ended filming in like November 2021, but the actual show itself, I don't think really had like everything locked in until like October of 2022. It took a long time for them to actually make it. The show itself has already been renewed for a second season that happened about a week ago. So even before the first episode premiered, it's always a good sign. However, the show itself has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.4 on IMDb and a lot of the stuff that you're echoing like your problems with the episode a lot of i'm not echoing there you're saying the reviews yeah, echo the reviews what my are opinions are what you're saying the guardian gave the show three out of five stars and stated in short give up kick back relax and enjoy i don't think i've ever heard a review say that before but it said clear your mind of any thoughts of how pierre cdl must be spinning in his grave as a wife oh, so it's not along with his books yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. because yeah. you said that she took it like but like he wouldn't be okay with it <laughs> yeah prequel. i wonder if this is supposed to like normally be like the counted monte cristo or something like that where it's like this adventure story because in the end it's all about a miscommunication of love letters some of the audience reviews i was reading were saying that it's like a modern day take of cruel intentions and kind of like a mixed roller coaster ride of like all different kinds of genres the buffy the vampire slayer cruel intentions the sarah michelle geller yeah yeah yeah, yeah. weird from like back in the 1980s i mean it's so. not nearly as like depraved or taboo as that like yeah there's a lot of sex but it's kind of within the time period aspect of that romanticized french uh, 1700s that we were talking about. Yeah, earlier. and uh, the Hollywood Reporter said the series throws plot twist after plot twist in pursuit of pleasure and occasionally it finds some in its handsome costumes and lavish sets. However, it wasn't a positive review. It went on to say that it really isn't that memorable mm -hmm. and honestly... It's memorable because you get to see a 70-year-old woman having sex <laughs> with with her escort. I mean, that's... <laughs> I'm not going to get that out of my mind anytime soon. Decider said to stream it. It did get like from kind of minor uh, review places like The Telegraph gave it four out of five stars so i mean like it has its own fan base but it itself i mean like i don't know how it's really going to do in terms of like an audience and maybe i just got desensitized <laughs> um but like the story came through by the end i'll give it that uh but overall, I'd still say pass. There was a critically panned Netflix movie that came out this year called Dangerous Liaisons. So I got really confused when I saw 0% at first for this TV show. Yeah. But yeah. What was that What was that softcore like thing that Netflix produced and they made a sequel to You're it? You're talking about, about 365 yes, days. Yes, it's not as bad as like any of that <laughs> stuff because I've seen people review that. And like from what I've heard, it's <laughs> that, that would be insufferable to get through. I would have turned the show off if it was anything like that. So even though I'm comparing it to a romance novel, it does have certain aspects. You get the city, you get the costumes. Obviously, there's a little bit of writing in there. But uh, yeah, I think we're done talking about it. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.